It's okay to laugh at yourself. Your pop, before his cancers, was a pretty big dude, six foot five and around 240 pounds. Now I want you to think of the biggest, strongest man that you have ever seen. Maybe it's a professional football player or professional wrestler or whatever, not fat, just a huge muscular man. The largest man that your pop has ever met or seen was your great uncle Wiley Hewitt. His arms and chest were so large that he had to walk like an ape. A really neat guy. My dad and I, as I was going through junior high and high school, would spend almost every Saturday at his farm working. Well, to more accurately say that we would work the farm in the morning and hunt in the afternoon, or we would hunt in the morning and work the farm in the afternoon. However, his wife, Elsie, was an old farm woman that could cook better than anyone that your papa has ever met. The first time I ever ate groundhog was the lunch that she made for us, and it was absolutely delicious, and it was groundhog. One afternoon, we were feeding Wiley's cattle while he was on the tractor pulling a trailer that had square bales. Now, these may not seem like much, but you would be amazed at how heavy each one of these things are. Wiley was driving the tractor, then he got off the tractor and he would take one of those square bales and he would throw them to me who was on the ground and it was my job to catch them and knock them down and break them apart so that the cattle could eat them. Mind you, as heavy as these things are, he would simply take them with one hand and flip them to me. My job was to catch them and knock them down to the ground and break them apart and then move on because there's another square bale coming at me because somebody else was driving the tractor. So he has a very specific rhythm thing going. And I had to get a very specific rhythm thing going. I had to get a pay bale knocked down, cut apart, cut the, the twine off of it, broken apart, and then move down to where the next one was going to be because it was coming through the air at me. Oh, and by the way, while all this was going on, we were on a hillside. So I would just get down there and I would just get stood up as this hay bale was coming at me. So you couldn't get out of rhythm because there was another one coming. So as I would move, I would stand up, I would see another one coming at me and I would knock it to the ground and I would cut, it, cut the binding twine off of it and break it apart and move it on and the next one was coming. However, on this hillside, your pop somehow got out of rhythm. And as I was standing up just a little bit late, I stood up just in time to see the end of this very heavy square hay bale hit me in the chest, which of course is flying through the air, which of course rolls me backwards, which of course rolls me down the hill backwards. And as I am rolling backwards down this hill, every time I come up and I roll back up, I would see my great uncle, your great uncle Wiley, standing up on that hay wagon, laughing at me as I am rolling down the hill backwards. So I kept, your pop kept popping up 
and would see him up there laughing. <laughs> no, it didn't hurt me. It didn't hurt me anything more than hurt my pride a little bit. He and his whole family were just absolutely awesome. But understand that sometimes you're going to get hit in the chest there, little dude, and you're going to get rolled backwards down a hillside on your backside. And my amazing, wonderful grandson, it's good for you. Let them laugh at you. Let them laugh at yourself. Of course, for me, I had to stand up and get my bearings and get my breath before I could do that. At the mental picture of me rolling backwards every time I rode backwards, seeing him up there laughing, even today it makes me laugh. Don't get mad at little things. Allow yourself to be embarrassed. Allow all your family and friends to have a little fun. Have a little fun with them too. Don't take yourself or your life too seriously. Take your God and take your faith seriously. Never yourself. Dwight Eisenhower, the great president, said, always take your job seriously, never yourself. I see our Jesus that way. With a big smile and big arms. Because he was a carpenter before there was electric saws. He was a big dude. But he loved. He loved enough to die for us. Love that way, too. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take your faith seriously. And by the way, Judah Bear, the lunch that we had that day was awesome. I don't remember if it was groundhog or rabbit or beef or whatever it was, but if your great aunt Elsie made it, it was fabulous. But it was me and a bunch of guys, and we laughed, and they laughed at your pop too, and that's okay. Always remember, it's okay to laugh at yourself. Love your God and love your faith and love your life, little dude. And I love you. The most pain that I have ever been in. Judah Bear, little dude, this is from someone, your pop, who walked about three miles on a broken foot. This is, this is your pop. He, he is what he is. But this is the most pain I had ever been in. I was in high school, and I was sitting on my school bus, and I was going to school. I was going to John Marshall High School. I was probably a junior, maybe a freshman in high school. I was sitting with a couple of my buddies, and we were sitting there and talking, and me with my big, long legs, I sort of always needed to sit in the middle outside on the school bus seat just to get my legs in. I was looking over to my buddy sitting on the bench seat and I was talking as normal and we were laughing and I happened to turn my head back around toward the center aisle. Just as I was doing so, a girl named Teresa came walking down the aisle, the aisle and she had these long fingernails, these long claw 
fingernails. And she was swinging her arms as she was walking down the aisle. She wasn't doing anything wrong. Problem is, I just happened to turn up and look at the aisle right as she came walking by. And her right hand, on her right hand, one of those fingers, and more accurately, one of those long claw fingernails, came swinging around and caught me in the center of my eye, in the center of my right eye, just as I was looking up. And do you know, my wonderful grandson, that I have never experienced a pain like that moment that I did in that moment and for a little while after that. It was so bad that two or three of my buddies had to carry me. They had to get underneath of my arms to carry me out of, because I couldn't even get off the bus. And your pop was, again, a pretty big dude down to the, and I had to go down to the basement of the high school where the nurse's station was. They called my mom. She came up to the high school, and she took me to the doctor's office. Now, the doctor's office was on Morton Avenue, and it was in this old greenhouse. And this is the same doctor that was there for the birth of your Uncle Danny and for me. And his name was Dr. Ely, and he had been our family doctor for many, many years. And this old white-haired, old white-haired, very kind man put some antiseptic, it's some anti-pain cream on my eye. And then he took my mom out of the room. Unbeknownst to me, old Doc Ely had told my mom, my mommy, that I would never see out of that eye again. See, that fingernail had taken about a quarter-inch hunk literally out of the center of my eye. His advice to my mom, to your great-grandmother, was to take me home and put the pain salve in and the antiseptics on every half hour and leave the patch on and for me to come back in three days. Because you see, Judah Bear, there was nothing that they could do. And at that point in life there was no surgery there was nothing they could do for my eye I was going to be blind in my right eye for the rest of my life there was no surgery to fix this now one of my favorite people in the world and you'll hear about her and I get to tell you about her and when you get to heaven you're going to meet her I called her every night. My grandmother, we always called her Mamie. Her name was Iva, but we always called her Mamie. And even back in those days, even back in high school, I would call her every night. And Judah Bear, she was probably the most faithful Christian woman I have ever met. I told her about that. Sitting with that eye patch over my right eye in, a dark, in my darkened bedroom. There at 26 Poplar Avenue up there in Moundsville. And Mamie's comment was very simple. You don't worry about that. Now, Judah Berry, she was probably in her mid-70s, maybe older than that. But that was her only comment to me. 
You don't worry about that. So I sat in the dark of my bedroom with the one eye patch over my eye and mom, of course, constantly putting the both the antiseptic and the anti-pain salve on my eye. And it was three days later, mom took me back down to old Doc Ely's office. And the same nurse that had seen me the first day that I came back in came back into this little room that was off to the side in this old house to take the patch off of my eye. The doctor wasn't in there at that moment yet, and she came in, she took a patch off my eye. And she took a light, and she shone the light into my right eye. And then she got this very puzzled look on her face, and she looked at my left eye. And then she looked at the chart. And then she looked at my right eye again. And then she went running out of the room to get the doctor. You see, Judah, today your pop's right eye is better than his left eye. It was that day, too. When I called Mamie that night, I was so excited and I was so thrilled. And this wonderful, oh, beautiful, faithful, praying Christian old farm lady, I could hear her smile on the phone. I could see her smile on the phone. You know what she said to me? It was real simple. She said, I know. Huh? You see, my Judah Bear, unbeknownst to me, your great-grandmother, my grandmother, even at that age, had fasted and prayed for those three days, had fasted and prayed for your pop's eye. She prayed to God that my eye would be healed. And this faithful, wonderful, sixth-grade educated Christian farm woman prayed to God, and God, who I know had to love her and smile at her too, answered her prayers for her grandson. And I think that's pretty cool. Judah Bear, miracles still happen every day. My amazing Judah Bear, let me tell you a secret. My mother, who you will get to meet in heaven and you will just love, and I were very close. And I've always tried not to lie. Please try to do the same thing and and it will make your life easier. And when I became an adult, that became one of my cornerstones in my life. However, I got to tell you, Judah Bear, there are some things that my mother never knew. I never lied to her. I just didn't tell her. Truthfully, this was to keep her from getting scared. Okay, Judy, you know that your pop is a pastor, right? I've been a pastor in the United Methodist Church, in independent churches, in a Wesleyan church. While I was a pastor in the Methodist Church, or actually churches, your grandma and I passed 
to churches on the way back in the woods of West Virginia. We would drive there every week for almost 10 years. God blessed these churches greatly, and I want to tell you a few of the stories about these churches. First off, they were called Wick and Laser Chapel. Second off, these were very country churches, and I mean that seriously, and I also mean that as how cool were they. When I first began pastoring those churches, Judah Bear, neither one of them had indoor plumbing, which means, if you think about it, they also did not have indoor toilets, which also means that they both had outhouses. Now, I don't know if you know yet what an outhouse is, but an outhouse is a small, always white building set away from whatever building it's near because it's not near anything, usually with a one toilet seat over a wooden, almost bench thing, which is over a hole in the ground. That's where you went to the bathroom. Weather notwithstanding, it made no difference if you were miserably hot, if there was a foot of snow in the bound ground, if there was a foot of snow on the ground, that's where you went to the bathroom. That's all either church had. And there were always other challenges that you had to be careful of when you were going to the outhouse. You know, in the summer, the outhouse would have things like old wasps and bees and the occasional snake. One of the churches, one of the outhouses out there was actually built during the Great Depression. It was built on a concrete slab and the WPA symbol was still in the concrete on the outhouse. And I just thought that was really cool. But it's still a hole in the ground with snakes and bugs and all kinds of things. Now, your Gigi, surprisingly enough, never really cared for them. Being guys, we may have challenges, but women going to an outhouse have a little more serious challenges with going to an outhouse. But with no running water in either church, it is impossible to actually have a toilet. By the way, we always remember, little dude, how blessed you are. Something as simple and something that you probably take for granted because you have it your entire life is indoor plumbing, right? You have a place to take a bath. You have a place to wash your hands. You have a place to go to the toilet. You have indoor plumbing. Not everyone in West Virginia, not everyone in the United States, not everyone in Haiti, when your mommy and I went on a mission trip down there, has indoor plumbing. Many, many, many people in the world do not have that. When we were in Haiti, those places down there had the same toiletry facilities as did those two little churches, Wick and Laser Chapel. But it never did stop those people from going to churches. And both of those churches were blessed by God. And both of those churches 
grew like crazy. And oh, by the way, a story for another day. At Laser Chapel, it's the first and only time your pop has ever stood over and blessed a septic tank. My amazing Judah Bear, let me tell you a secret. My mother, who you will get to meet in heaven, and you will just love, and I were very close. And I've always tried not to lie. Please try to do the same thing, and, and it will make your life easier. And when I became an adult, that became one of my cornerstones in my life. However, I got to tell you, Judah Bear, there are some things that my mother never knew. I never lied to her. I just didn't tell her. Truthfully, this was to keep her from getting scared. Okay, Judy, you know that your pop is a pastor, right? I've been a pastor in the United Methodist Church, in independent churches, in a Wesleyan church. While I was a pastor in the Methodist Church, or actually churches, your grandma and I passed the churches on the way back in the woods of West Virginia. We would drive there every week for almost 10 years. God blessed these churches greatly, and I want to tell you a few of the stories about these churches. First off, they were called Wick and Laser Chapel. Second off, these were very country churches, and I mean that seriously, and I also mean that as how cool were they. When I first began pastoring those churches, Judah Bear, neither one of them had indoor plumbing. Which means, if you think about it, they also did not have indoor toilets. Which also means that they both had outhouses. Now, I don't know if you know yet what an outhouse is, but an outhouse is a small, always white building set away from whatever building it's near, because it's not near anything, usually with a one toilet seat, over a wooden, almost bench thing, which is over a hole in the ground. That's where you went to the bathroom. Weather notwithstanding, it made no difference if you were miserably hot, if there was a foot of snow in the ground, if there was a foot of snow on the ground, that's where you went to the bathroom. That's all either church had. And there were always other challenges that you had to be careful of when you were going to the outhouse. You know, in the summer, the outhouse would have things like old wasps and bees and the occasional snake. One of the churches, one of the outhouses out there was actually built during the Great Depression. It was built on a concrete slab and the WPA symbol was still in the concrete yeah, on the outhouse, and I just thought that was really cool. But it's still 
a hole in the ground with snakes and bugs and all kinds of things. Now, your Gigi, surprisingly enough, never really cared for them. Being guys, we may have challenges, but women going to an outhouse have a little more serious challenges with going to an outhouse. But with no running water in either church, it is impossible to actually have a toilet. By the way, we always remember, little dude, how blessed you are. Something as simple and something that you probably take for granted because you have it your entire life is indoor plumbing, right? You have a place to take a bath. You have a place to wash your hands. You have a place to go to the toilet. You have indoor plumbing. Not everyone in West Virginia, not everyone in the United States, not everyone in Haiti, when your mommy and I went on a mission trip down there, has indoor plumbing. Many, many, many people in the world do not have that. When we were in Haiti, those places down there had the same toiletry facilities as did those two little churches, Wick and Laser Chapel. But it never did stop those people from going to churches. And both of those churches were blessed by God. And both of those churches grew like crazy. And oh, by the way, a story for another day. At Laser Chapel, it's the first and only time your pop has ever stood over and blessed a septic tank. <laughs>